powered by Riverside FM. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a very exciting episode. Today we have a very, very special guest I've been looking forward to talk to. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, hi, my name is Devlin Macabre. I am a professional wrestler, um, and I'm really bad at introducing myself. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? <clears throat> doing good, doing good. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got it into uh, professional wrestling? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. So when I was like about five or six, um, my parents split up and my dad went and started dating another woman and she had some uh, kids, like two sons. They were super into wrestling. Um, I think most like six, seven year old boys were during that time. Um, but they had a, like the PlayStation two and they had like SmackDown versus raw. And like, they were always playing it. It was always on the TV. Uh, fun fact. I absolutely hated wrestling at first. Cause I was like, what is this? Like, why, why, what is the fascination with it? Um, but then I saw that they had female wrestlers. Um, and that's when I was like, Oh my God, I specifically remember seeing Kelly Kelly. And, um, I was like, Oh, she's like a little Barbie doll. Like I like her. Like, no. So, um, and then I remember when I was about seven years old, I told both my parents that I wanted to be a professional wrestler and it's stuck with me ever since. So what, what's your, your favorite, uh, wrestler, uh, other than Kelly Kelly? She was very talented. She still is. Um, <clears throat> growing up, it was John Cena. Um, I don't know what attracted me to him so much, but it was just like, I liked how, mind you, this sounds really embarrassing, but um, it took me a very long time to realize that wrestling was um, scripted and it was a big, a big story. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> it was a big story. And um, I think it was total divas coming out when I was like, Oh, it's scripted. Okay, cool. But um, John Cena was always my favorite just because he represented, like, a superhero. And um, I loved superhero movies growing up. And he was just, like, like a super, like a Batman or something. Um, and then as I got a little bit older, about, like, 11, 12 years old, um, Dean Ambrose or John Moxley became my favorite. He did take John Cena's place. And um, he's still my favorite. So John Cena is a very close second. Moxley's number. Oh yeah, and and you know they're both very talented. It's it's good to see, especially since uh, Moxley's left WWE, that uh, the cuffs are kind of off, so to speak, where he can basically almost be himself. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't really have much of an opinion on that. Uh, I'm. Wherever he is, like, if he's happy, then that's all that matters. Um, I remember when that's him it. and uh, Cena were feuding. I was like, who do I go for? <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your journey into professional wrestling. What was the training like for you? Um, well, I started at a 
a school called Pro Wrestling 2.0 in Orlando, Florida, under um, Sarah Stock, and she was also known as Sarita in TNA, and um, Ace Steel, and um, even Loki was there. So um, they were very, like, so uh, Ace and Sarah at the time, like, this was, like, covid um, they were just like furloughed by um, the performance center and um, they were coaches there. So they had a very like educated insight on everything. Like if I'm very grateful for Ace and Sarah because they like I had that coach, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't have some guy that's been training for 10 years and now he's calling himself a coach. Like I had people that have been in the business for a very long time. Um, Sarah was my like the first day of wrestling, she was there. And when I, I knew who she was uh, prior to going in. And when I heard she was going to be there, I about shit my pants because I was like, oh my God, like this is Sarita from TNA. Like I remember her feuding with the beautiful people. Like, oh my God, like I'm freaking out. And um, I think, you know, it was very important for me to have a female coach at the beginning of my career, at the beginning of my training, because um, this was when, like the Me Too movement and the speaking out movement were like starting to go. And she was just like, listen, like, you know, if you ever need anything, like you let me know. She didn't just like take the, the coach role as like, hey, I'm just here to coach people. Like he, she took like not only that role, but she also was like, I call her my wrestling mom. Um, I still talk to her to this day. So she's very like she's like protective and she looks out for me and she looked out for a lot of the girls there, especially just because she's a female in this business. And, um, it was, it was very nice to have that. And I've talked to other female wrestlers and they didn't have that at first. And it's, it's definitely something that I think everybody needs female wise. Um, and ACE really helped me with like my aggressiveness in the ring and just, you know, character and just having a presence to yourself. Um, but they ended up leaving that school, um, cause they had other things. And then, um, I went to Devon, Sarah told me to go to Devon's cause her and Devon are close friends. And I learned my basics, my fundamentals. I learned how to bump properly, how to like hit that mat hard, um, how to roll properly, how to protect myself, how to protect other people. Um, character work, promos, all of that was shaped at Devon's. And then um, as I got a little more um, advanced, I started also training with Jay Lethal um, in Tampa. So I've always, like, I feel like I've been very lucky and fortunate to train with such knowledgeable vets in the business. Um, I sometimes occasionally have trained with Serena Deeb and Sumi Sakai. So, like, I've always been around people that are, like, they know what they're talking about. And you can trust them. But they're not going to be like well that's wrong they're you know they're very coaching and they're helpful and they're very patient so um i can't think that enough you know i've met so many people i've wrestled people who were not properly trained or who you know they don't they don't know they don't have like a guidance like someone they can text and be like does this look fine like i can send sarah my promos and she'll tell me you know like do this or differently or whatever so um Training is always very important to me. I trained for a year and a half before I got to take bookings. Um, and I think that's another important thing. I don't know if there's any young wrestlers watching this. I think a lot of people 
have gotten impatient and they're like, I want to wrestle. I want to wrestle like that day will come, but you don't want to go out there and not know what you're doing and get hurt or get someone else hurt. Um, you know, like I trained for a while before I got to start doing indie shows, which was only last year I got to start doing it. Um, and I started training like in the peak of COVID, um, when the gyms just started opening back up. Yeah, I mean, that that right there, you know, being able to train with, you know, like you said, the veterans and this, you know, the people that have been there and, and have gone through what you're going through um, has got to be, you know, like you said, a very fundamental piece because, the, you know, the advice they're going to give you is going to be correct. They're not going to lead you down the wrong path. Correct. Um, so in, in the training aspect of it, how hard was it to go through the training at first with the bumping and and hitting the ropes? Um, it was hard. It was definitely something it was, I, uh, I'll put it to you this way. Everyone that I started with, most of them don't wrestle anymore. Most of them quit. Um, and I remember... I won't say who it was. Um, it wasn't really any of my coaches. It was just another coach that was there. He didn't think I was going to make it at all past like training. Um, and he saw me at a show pretty recent and was like, Oh, okay. She's actually doing her, her shit. So, um, it's, uh, it was definitely very hard and I was very timid at first. I was nine, like just turned 19 years old and I was walking into this like unknown business. Now this is what I saw growing up. So I did catch on to things pretty quickly because if someone said a butterfly suplex, I knew what that was. I've seen it a hundred times on WWE. So um, there were people that I know uh, like girls and even guys that they didn't know anything about wrestling. They watched total divas or like, they saw the page movie and they were like, this looks easy. I'm going to do it. Um, versus someone like me, who's been watching it since I was like six years old. So, and on a consistent basis. Um, so I knew like, I knew how bumps were supposed to look. I knew how rolls are supposed to look, but did I know how to protect myself? No. Um, and I was very scared going in because I'm like, this is all I've wanted to do with my life. Like, there's no backup plan for me. There's nothing else that I have a passion for except wrestling. What if this doesn't work out? What if, what if I can't bump properly? What if I suck? And then I was just like, you got to just get that out of your head and just go in there and do it. Um, so I did it. I learned it, you know, as I went on. And now my body's just become accustomed to everything. It was just, it was very scary. Because I think I wasn't so scared of like, oh, this is going to hurt. I was scared of what if I can't do it and I suck. And I, I've seen some of the clips that you've posted on your Instagram. And you're very fluid. It looks really good. And you're very talented. Especially, you. you know, this young in your career, you know, you, you've got a lot of time ahead of you. And honestly, I think you're going to be a big superstar one day. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Absolutely. So can you tell me about your first match and what that was like? I blacked out. <laughs> um, 
So at Devon's, um, I'm not sure how a lot of other schools work, but we did a lot of practice matches before we were able to start doing the Indies, which makes 100% like sense because um, I have known a lot of people who I've talked to them about their training and like just, you know, how people were trained differently. And they're like, yeah, I did like one match and I got cleared. And then, or some people didn't even have to do a match and they got cleared. And I'm like, I did like 40 practice matches at Devon's before I got to take a booking. What? Um, but I think that prepared me um, right out the gate. I, you know, if something went wrong in the match or if something got messed up, I knew how to fix it immediately. Um, so I wrestled a girl named um, Shalance Royal. Um, I believe she's the OVW women's champ right now. That's what I heard through the grapevine. So congrats to her. Um, she was super patient with me. She knew it was my like first match ever. Um, and like, not ever, but like, you know, on the Indies and I was a nervous wreck. Um, and she was, she talked me through everything. She was, um, like, she took me under her, her wing and was like, you know, this is going to be fun. Um, she was actually winning the match that day, which she was kind of like, I mean, it's your debut. You should be able to win, but um she she won in a way that made me look strong and it was just it was a really good experience and i'm grateful that i wrestled her um and i would love to have that match again uh because i watch it back and i'm like ooh, like at myself you know at different things i did but you know you're you're so new at that point it's like i'm very overcritical of myself though um but no, she was, I love her. Like, I still talk to her to this day sometimes. Like, she's, she was very nice. Um, and I'm so happy I got to share the ring with someone like that, especially for my first match. But it was, it was so nerve-wracking. So nerve Because I've dreamed of this day since I was seven. You know, I was, like, in my head imagining how my debut's going to go. Um, and of course, you know, when you're younger, you thought your debut was going to be at WrestleMania in the main event. But uh, it was some random small town in Georgia, and it, felt just the same you know I was like so like happy I was like you know all the times I've been depressed and all the times thought of killing myself like it all comes down to this like this moment I have where I can you know say f you to all the people that didn't believe in me you know f you to the my dad's side of the family that you know spit on me and said I wasn't gonna make it um it was just a big moment for me and I still to this day like, it doesn't matter, like, how I messed up in the match or whatever happened. That was, like, a big, like, F you to those people who didn't believe in me. So. You know, and, and it for, for what professional wrestlers do and what you have to go through to get where you are, there's a lot of dedication in it. Um, you know, I throughout all the, the interviews that I've done with other wrestlers, you know, you, you have to, at least from an outsider's perspective, to have that dedication to to do that because it's not easy. And if, But, of course, if it were easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. Yeah, it isn't easy at all. People have this misconception that it's fake and it's a pillow we fall on. And I wish sometimes. Like, there's sometimes I get out of bed and I have to work and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I don't even know if I can walk today you know it's you're so sore and on top of that you know you should be going to the gym and 
I personally go to the gym and I go to CrossFit and I'm like, my body not only is tired from wrestling, it's also tired from staying in shape and getting in shape. So it's very like vigorous on your body or tiring on your body. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine, but the, the hardest things to do in the end are, are worth it. Yeah. Um, so as far as the promotions you've worked for, um, how many promotions have you worked for and do you have a favorite thus far? Um, I've worked for quite a bit of promotions. Um, I, I worked for AEW. That was a fun experience. Um, I wouldn't, like, I'm not saying it wasn't my favorite. Um, I learned the most from there. And um, I had coaches there that I, like, I didn't know going in there. I was so nervous um, because it's AEW. Like, you know, that's that's not like a little indie promotion. Like, that's like a big, a big stage. Um, and I didn't even know I was going to have a match that day. And I went in there and um, I knew Jay was going to be there. He was advertised. But there were other people there that I met in the business um, that I didn't know was going to be there. And, like, I felt, like, comfortable. I was, like, not, you know, like, I felt like I was, okay, it's going to be fine. You have people here that have your back, you know, your best interest. They're going to help you. They're going to tell you what you did wrong or help coach you or whatever. So that was the biggest learning experience for me, working hard cam, TV cameras, um, emotion, storytelling moments and stuff like that. And then I was blessed to work Emmy Sakura, who I previously trained with a couple times out in Jay, at Jay school. Um, and she was amazing. I've always wanted to wrestle in Japan. So she, you know, has always been there for me. Um, any questions I have. Um, and then, but my favorite promotion had to be, has to be shine. Um, I love shine. I love the locker room and it's always a good experience there. You working with people who are just now getting into the business versus people like who, like Ivelisse, for example, who's been in the business for, I think near 20 years. So you're in there with people that like, that are just now starting and that have been like, they're, they're a vet. So, um, I, that's like the locker room I love the most. Shine, the, the production of it too. Like, it's just a good atmosphere. And they're, um, unlike a lot of promotions, they're very storyline based. Um, I feel like my biggest pet peeve about a lot of promotions is they just like, we're just going to bring this random girl in, no story, just going to throw her against the women's champ and she's going to lose to her. You know, like you got to build things. I know it's hard to when you're you're an indie promoter, um, but like I grew up watching WWE. There was storytelling. There was storylines. AEW does the same thing. TNA or Impact does the same thing. If you want to be on that like scale, like those companies, you got to like storytell. Um, and I feel like that's why Shine is watched a lot because you have these characters, these over the top characters. They go in there and they have storylines and they're telling a story and it's just like a feud and they have promo packages before the match. So like <clears throat> they definitely put a lot of effort into their product. Um, and I always like working with them, you know, they're always very respectful and they're super nice. So. So what promotions would you like to work for in the future and where would you like to see yourself end up? Um, I would love to work for like Mission Pro. Um, 
they're really good promotion. I had the opportunity to at one point, but um, unfortunately it was really far and um, just traveling was just out of the, it was, I think when the plane tickets were like surged up super high. Um, this is, I think when gas prices were high, so like reflected everywhere. Um, so I would love to work for them. Um, I would love to work for, you know, like Beyond and Defy and all those promotions. Um, Game Changer would be pretty cool. I don't do much death matches. Um, that'd be a pretty cool experience. Um, and then I am going to Europe next year. So I have a lot of companies over there uh, that are on my bucket list, like Progress, um, ICW out in Scotland, um, Pro Wrestling Eve, like just these different promotions that I would love to wrestle for. But ultimately, um, I would like to be signed to WWE. Um, I know a lot of people have different feelers. Like some people go AW, some people go here. I remember drawing pictures of myself with the title, you know, WrestleMania. And that's ultimately where I want to be. Um, I'm happy that I'm living my dream, but I would love to main event WrestleMania. I would love to be an impact on people's lives. You know, I would love to just represent women's wrestling on that grand stage um and kudos to AEW, kudos to impact i don't understand why people are so wwe versus AEW. like it's good that there's a platform for all types of people some people don't want to go to wwe some people want to go to AEW or ring of honor or, or stardom or you know new japan and there's something for everybody but for me personally i would like wwe yeah, and you're right, you know, it's it's at the end of the day, we're all wrestling fans, and, you know, one product is not always going to be good for one person versus the other. I mean, you got to gotta watch what you like. Uh-oh. You froze up. So, I heard, like, one product, uh, and then you cut out. Yeah, so, you know, wrestling, we're all wrestling fans at the end of the day, and you got to watch what you like. Yeah. And I like it all. Like, I'll literally watch everything. Um, I don't – I storytelling-wise, I've always liked WWE because, you know, not saying that they, like, do it better or anything, but just, like, I feel like more, like – like, the Roman Reigns and Jake Paul stuff, like – or Logan Paul, I'm sorry. Uh, that stuff is incredible. Um, and the Sami Zayn, like, I love that stuff. Um, and of course, you know, anything Moxley does, I'm going to have a bias to it. Um, so I just, I'm as a wrestling fan, I'm like, this is awesome that there's multiple promotions going on. And I'm like, there's like an endless library for me to watch. But every time I go on Twitter, there's just like, it's AEW versus WWE fans. And I'm like, it's really like, why are y'all upset? Like there's wrestling for everybody. Like this should be like you should be grateful for this. Um, but I love like what triple H has been doing with WWE lately. Like the product is so good. Um, and it's, I, I've always liked WWE, like even the PG era. I know everybody hated that era. I liked it. Honestly. Um, there was certain things I remember as a kid, like team hell no with Kane and Daniel Bryan. Like that was like gold to me. I was like, this is the most entertaining stuff ever. I remember John Cena wrestling uh, Lord Tensai, and he was like in lingerie or something. That stuff was so entertaining to me. I don't, and everybody hated it. Like they were these 
adults like this sucks and i'm like 12 and i'm like glued to the tv I'm like this is the most entertaining stuff i have seen in my life um still to this day i will go back and watch old like wwe matches that as a kid like i was like oh my god and i still feel that way so but that's just me i know that it's not everybody's uh, slice of cake well, in, in the different errors there there have been, you know, everybody has their own specific error that they that they attach themselves to. Like for me, it would be the attitude error, just because that's when I was a teenager. So, you know, yeah. for my parents, it would have been the '80s. So I mean, it's just, you know, it. We're all fans at the end of the day. Exactly. So. If you had to pick a wrestler to have a match with, past or present, who would that be? Um, ooh, I would say, I would say probably like Paige or Soraya, whichever. Um, I would say AJ Lee too, and then um. I'd say Stone Cold too. That'd be pretty cool. But he'd beat the shit out of me the whole time. <laughs> Those are all good choices, though. They're all very talented, and they they've opened the doors for for a lot of wrestlers, especially now. Yeah, especially. Um, no disrespect to Stone Cold, but like Paige and AJ, like I feel like they're really some of the and Emma. Can't forget about Emma too. Um, they really shaped the women's, like, the way women's wrestling is looked at. Definitely. Definitely. So, if you had to pick a Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, past or present, who would they be and why? Um, I would start with John Moxley or Dean Ambrose, whatever. Um, just because he's very, like, he's very good in the ring and he's good on the mic and he has like such a great, like genuine character. Um, and I feel like he's always been like the most entertaining, uh, wrestler I've seen. Um, and then I would put John Cena on there too, because John Cena is a hell of a workhorse. Um, that's like one person I respect the most because besides like the rock, because he wrestled and then he like film a movie and then he wrestled like that's, I know that man probably sleeps like two hours a day. So all the kudos to him. Um, but John Cena has always been like, especially going into the business and seeing like this side, like I can tell like he genuinely cares and loves this business. And he wants, you know, to bring guys up and make them, you know, stars. Um, um, I would also put Paige on there just because she really redefined what a woman's wrestler is. Um, and I'm sure there's other women that out there at that time that were doing the same thing, but on a bigger stage, you know, she was like, this is, this is a women's wrestler. Like we're not doing the bikini contest and the bra and panty matches anymore. Like I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Um, and then I would put probably, hmm, maybe edge on there too. Because um, I've always been an Edge fan, and him coming back from having, like, what, a broken neck, 
you know, being told he could never wrestle again, you know, he, he came back and his match with Finn Balor, I don't know how old Edge is, but that match was incredible. The storytelling, like I was sitting there like getting goosebumps watching it. Um, and he's just, he is a workhorse too. You know, he's was like, well, F you, you told me I broke my neck and I can't wrestle again. I'm going to do it. Um, so those would be my four, my four, uh, people on the Mount Rushmore. Exactly. Yeah. You know, those are all really good choices. Um, so where can our followers find you on social media? Um, uh, my Instagram is Devlin Macabre. My Twitter is at it's Devlin. Um, I do have an OnlyFans. It is onlyfans.com slash Devlin Macabre. Um, there's no nudity or anything like that on there, so don't don't get too excited. Um, it's just vlogs. Um, I talk I post my matches before they get posted anywhere else. A lot of people do enjoy that. Um, sometimes those matches never get posted. Uh, so you can see never before seen matches of me on there. Um, I am starting to do, it's in the works right now on my OnlyFans, but I'm going to be posting recipes and stuff um, and workout videos. I'm not a trainer or anything, uh, but I'm doing what works for me. And some people want to see that. So I don't know. Um, and then, you know, the occasional bikini pic. Uh, so... It's a very, like, I, unfortunately, I had a Patreon, and I, they, they were doing some shady stuff, taking my money, not giving it to me, so I went to OnlyFans. Um, so, I, there's always a misconception, though, about OnlyFans. They're like, oh, she's, like, posting her butt on there. It's really not like that. I'm posting content for people to see. Um, I wouldn't say, like, kids could see. It's, like, more PG-13, but you know, like advice for younger wrestlers. Like I, um, I message the fans every day. If you message me on Instagram. I'm probably not going to respond. Same thing with Facebook, but if you only fans, that's like a way you could talk to me directly. Um, and I've had people who are training that, you know, I'm not a cr coach or a critic at all, but I've given advice like, Oh, like, you know, just stick to it or blah, 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 blah. Um, on there so that's like a better way to connect with me um if that's something you're interested in and then i have a big cartel it's like devlin macabre dot big cartel that's where all my merch is um very limited on t-shirts but i do have eight by tens and um i have some new t-shirts coming in really soon um so yeah i know that was like really long sorry no you're fine so Had what do you have coming up there you go. What do you have coming up in the uh, future? Any any matches that you'd like to, to plug? Um, yeah, so actually tomorrow I'm flying out tonight um, to Austin, Texas, and I'm wrestling um, Danny B and Mia Friday um, at WAW. Um, this is probably going to be out after that, but uh, that's a match I'm really excited for because um, – Danny B is someone I've been wanting to work for a while, and I've heard really great things about Media Friday, so I'm literally super excited. Um, and then I'm wrestling on SWF in New Jersey. Um, I'm wrestling with, I'll be with Adina Steele versus Christina Marie and Kelsey Reagan. I don't like Kelsey. Um, anyways, and then um, following weekend, I'll be wrestling Kelsey again at New South in Alabama. And then the following weekend, I'll be wrestling Kelsey again. 
So I'm just going to be beating Kelsey's ass this entire month. I know you guys won't see it. Um, it's like a it's like a feud that's going on. So all around well, the country, we got Alabama, New Jersey. Yeah, we'll <laughs> work our ass all around this country. We can take it worldwide. There you go. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come on and talk with me. And- Share a little bit about yourself and your journey to become a professional wrestler. You completely cut out. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. I appreciate you coming on the show and and telling me about yourself and your journey to become a professional wrestler. Um, I'd love to have you back on at some point. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, good luck on your match tomorrow. Thank you. And I hope you have a safe trip, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you.